Welcome to the I'm Done Apologizing podcast, where we're creating a community of women who advocate and empower. I'm Michelle, and I'm so glad you're joining me. This week, we are back in Rebecca Minkoff's book, Fearless, and we're going to talk about asking for what you need. Stick around. Hi, friend. Hi, listener. When was the last time you asked for what you needed? So I'm going to jump into this here in a minute, but wanted to start out by thinking a little bit about women shrink, right? We've talked about this in some of the past podcasts, but women tend to shrink um, on in their own lives, in their personal lives, in their work lives, as they are um, trying to take up less space. The whole premise of this podcast is not apologizing for the space we're taking up, right? Women tend to shrink, and especially when they have needs, not even wants, right? There's a difference between a want and a need, but women who have needs tend to not ask for what they need. Do I want a title change? Do I want a salary increase? Do I want recognition through awards? Heck yeah, who doesn't? Do I need any of that stuff? Maybe, maybe not, right? So this week we're going to talk about asking for what you need. And this is going to sound really silly, but I'm hoping that you can come along on this little example with me. I think about myself and my own um, sort of self-care and personal routine. And recently, excuse me, I got a little frog or something going on here tonight. But recently, um, I had shared with a friend about like, oh, hey, I'm, you know, still I'm doing that uh, dry shampoo routine that you were the one that introduced me to it you know, several years ago or whatever, I said, it's been a lifesaver and I love it. And thank you so much. And she said, what brand do you use? And I told her and she's like, oh my God, that causes cancer. You need to do something else. Right. And I was like, oh my God. Right. So I went on this whirlwind of things and I have friends who sell products that are, you know, good for the environment and good for the humans and um, natural and like all those sorts of things, but they cost more than what I typically spend. And so I've not ever wanted to spend money on myself like that for something that is a very consumable product, for something that will I will likely go through relatively quickly. However, I need to take care of myself in all the ways, which also means to stop using products that I know are hurtful and harmful to myself, to my family, Uh, to the environment, right? So that we can all stick around for a little bit longer. So hopefully you followed me on that one a little bit. As I read through this chapter in Rebecca's book, uh, she talks a lot about her role when she first moved to New York and she was an intern and she was making less than what it cost her to pay rent, 
right? Like those kinds of success stories that you hear and you, you hear about or you read about or um, that a lot of sort of big personalities have made their life from. And she talked about how she hustled hard. And at some point, she went to her boss and said, I do more than intern work. And you should hire me as a full-time staff member. And here's all the reasons why. And she goes on to talk about the how it's not how she could have approached it from a like I need more money but instead she approached it as a your company will benefit from hiring me on full time right see the difference there it's not necessarily about her want does she want and need more money yeah she wants and needs more money but also she needs to be seen as a full time staff member she needs to earn a salaried paycheck and the company in this scenario needs to hire her for what work she has been doing and and all the amazing things that she has done so uh some of the tips that she kind of talked through or some of the scenarios that she talked through was that now that she's this successful um designer she's a, a designer um and that here's my ignorance friends because like i i didn't know that i probably maybe could have known that but i didn't know that until i started reading her book so um but she's a successful designer and she will have people come up to her and ask like oh can you spare 30 minutes to help me figure out my career path right or what's best for me and she goes on to say the answer is no because it's going to take more than 30 minutes for me to even learn about you because I don't even know you. And so her advice is that if you're going to ask someone to spend time with you, make it a very direct, very pointed, very specific reason on why you want to connect with them. And as women, I think we are afraid, not I think, I know we are afraid to make the ask. We are afraid afraid of rejection. We're afraid of failure, which is also rejection. And it is time for us to start getting uncomfortable and making the ask and making a very specific ask. Now, don't get me wrong. My imposter syndrome is as thick as thieves sometimes. And I've got my hype squad that I turn to on the regular to say, talk me through this one because I'm going down the rabbit hole, right? If you know, you know. (laughs) But uh, I think that the thing that's the most important is to make sure that you understand when the ask needs to be made and what your needs are. What your needs are, right? So if you need a raise because your position is not a competitive position with others out there that you have done your research for and you would be able to share some sort of data or report about, then you need to make the ask in order to get your position to be a more competitive position for your company and within your company. If you Uh, need to have your position reviewed by HR, then make that ask. If you feel you are doing more work than what either your position description describes or than your title holds, then you need to make that ask and 
make it an equal playing field or um and here's my i'm on my soapbox friends so i'll step off in just a second but or you need to say no you need to say no and i've got several episodes talking about no um you can take a look at some of those how to say no when to say no saying no uh so make sure that you go and take a listen to those if you're struggling through that but you know make sure that you're understanding where your needs are and make very um direct cases for whatever your ask is one of the things that i love doing that i was introduced to gosh a decade ago was um informational interviewing and so this doesn't even have to be that you're interested in moving jobs this doesn't even have to be that you're interested in a pay increase or salary increase or a bonus or any of that stuff it could be because you're curious it could be because um, maybe someone or someone's role keeps coming up in conversations in your work and you just don't quite understand their role or who they are um, or why people keep bringing that human up in conversations. And so reach out and have a conversation with them. And it's not one of those, hey, I love to go to coffee. Do you have time? Because I will tell you, friends, if you ask me that question in December, I'd say come back to me in January. The answer is no, I don't have time right now. Now, if you come to me and say, so-and-so has referenced you on multiple occasions about the work that you're doing, and it sounds like it would be impactful for me to understand your organizational structure, could you please carve out 30 minutes for me? I'd love to learn more. I know it's your busy season, and I feel as though I could gain some good insight from you during your busy season huh, yeah, I might carve out 30 minutes for that person. They might be walking across campus with me, but I might carve out 30 minutes for that person because they took some very direct pieces when asking the question. And then now we have an established relationship, right? And that goes back to the networking and and all that, um, that good stuff. But make sure that you're doing your homework. Do those informational interviews. Make sure that you're, uh, you know, if you're asking for a salary increase, if you're asking for a title change, make sure that you've gone ahead and done that homework, done that research, so that you have an intelligent ask and not just an ask. That also is going to increase your cred, right? Your credibility is everything. If you go in with a soft ask, soft ask, then asks after that may not be entertained in the same way. So make sure you go in, um, you go in. One of the things that uh, came up in the chapter was not asking for help. And so I struggle with this a little bit because as women, we don't ask for help. But in this context, she talked about not asking for help in terms of, I need you to hire me full time because I need the money, right? But instead, it's here's what I need um, as an employee of your company. I need to be hired full time, um, right? So not necessarily asking for help, but also like knowing when you're at your capacity. I have used that terminology a lot like this past summer for my department was tough friends we we went through it 
and we went through it again, right? And um, came out on the end, on the other side, uh, still smiling, laughing, joking, a little bit of PTSD. It's fine. We'll be fine. Everything's fine. But, you know, we, um, a lot of us were at capacity a majority of the summer. And being able to say that is really critically important to tell people I'm at capacity, so help me reprioritize. If this is a priority, what is no longer a priority on my to-do list? Here are the five things I've got as priorities. Those are really important. And again, that's not asking for help, that's telling them what you need. I need you to help me, boss, or whoever's giving me the task, to reprioritize, because here's where my priorities are. You're asking me for one or two more things, those don't align with the five. So I need you to help realign my priorities. There's nothing wrong with that. Yet as women, we're like, okay, boss, got it, got it. I'm, I am guilty for saying, got it, right? And just keep moving along. I'll figure it out at some point, right? I'll come in early. I'll stay late. I'll work at night or on the weekends, which is not true. I don't like working on the night, at night or on the weekends, unless I absolutely have to. Um, the other thing for the, the asking for what you need is it really sets the tone for future asks. So we talked about this just a moment ago, but if you learn to make the ask now, and maybe now is part of a job negotiation, maybe now is, is during like an, uh, annual or a semi-annual review of your performance, you know, whatever that now might be. But if you learn to make that ask on the regular, then that will help set the tone for future asks. And folks can start to anticipate you're going to ask for something. And that doesn't have to be a bad thing, friends. That doesn't have to be, um, that you're asking for money all the time. It could be that you're asking for an additional work from home day. It could be that you're asking for a different, uh, a different work schedule, right? Maybe you work 10 to 7 instead of 9 to 5, or I guess 10 to 6 instead of 9 to 5. Maybe you ask for a 90-minute lunch hour and you work until 5.30. That way, over your 90-minute lunch hour, if you're a parent or you just don't ever feel like you get things done in the evenings, then you can like run errands or take care of personal things or whatever those um, those types of things are over your lunch break, right? Like, so what are those things? Those work for folks in a very flexible environment. My teacher friends don't have that sort of flexibility, but you have something. Maybe it's that you uh, wear jeans three out of the five days a week with school spirit wear or, you know, whatever those things are. Ask for those things and set the tone for those future asks. Um, so as I was reading through some tips, there were some really cool ones, like ones that I hadn't really kind of um, thought through or thought through in the same way. But one of them was about this five to one ratio. So as you're building a relationship, especially as you're building a relationship with a new person, um, a new, you know, colleague, partner, um, whatever the sort of capacity that is, this five to one ratio, um, have five things where you are making them the focal point send them an article that um, is part of a conversation you had recently or that maybe just made you think of them or ask them how, what they're doing for the weekend and then offer the same things or, um, you know, wish them 
uh, a good you know, good luck on a presentation or, you know, those sorts of things. So give five of those and then make your ask. So a five to one ratio, which I thought was a really good, um, sort of a good rule of thumb, if you will, as you're like, what are the five things you're giving and then make your ask for um, what you need. Uh, the second tip is be direct, you know, make it tough to say no. Um, recently, I had to work on a day that the rest of my uh, company had the day off for Veterans Day, but um, due to the nature of my work, I needed to work on that day. And so I, um, once I sort of discovered that and molded over a little bit, um, I sent an email to my, and I talked to him already about this, but I sent an email to my boss and I said, I'd like to use X day in lieu of, you know, me, or is my flex day for working on Veterans Day. Please let me know if you have concerns with that, right? I wasn't asking permission to get that day off. I was saying, I have to work on the day that the institution's closed. Here's the day I'd like to flex it. If there are concerns, let me know. That's not being um, presumptuous, <laughs> you know, that is not leaving a big window for no. And so phrase things and be careful when you, how you say it, right? Like some things you do need to ask permission for, maybe at your place of employment, you can't just do those sorts of things, but maybe you can if you rephrase it a little bit. So um, making it tough to say no. Uh, the third tip I had was to clarify a no. So if you get a no, okay, okay, no is not the end of the world, friends. But if you get a no, see if you can get some clarity behind it. What does that no mean? Does that no mean not right now? Does that no mean I need more information? Or does that no mean no way, no how, nuh uh, never? Right? And so I think a lot of us take no as no way, no how, nuh uh, never. And sit with that. I know I, I'm what good, bad, or ugly. I am known for not settling for no on my campus. Now that's for some different things, and I could probably go into a whole rabbit's hole of residence I've been housing sort of stuff with it, but like I don't necessarily take no. I hear no and I say, tell me more. Help me understand this so that I can explain it right differently to someone else or to that person who's impacted and usually when i get to that point there's an opportunity for a yes it might be a small yes but a yes my friends is a yes so always work towards a yes by clarifying the no and then my final tip friends is just stay positive right stay positive and sometimes that's really hard to do Sometimes that is really hard to do, but I'll tell you right now, about three years ago, I made a commitment to, I got some feedback about being negative and I made a commitment to recentering. Some things I did on my own, some things the outside universe had to be impacted, impactful of, but um, staying pods, positive is a super contagious thing. And so if you say, stay positive in your work, in your personal life, in your asks, or even when you get a no, then you're more likely to get yeses moving forward.
All right. We are closing in on time, friends. I am watching the time tick away, and I feel like I got rolling on this one. So um, this was a fun topic to talk about, and hopefully you had some interest in this topic as well. Um, you know, thanks again for always sticking around, for coming through on this journey every Monday with us or with me. Um, and so for this week's uh, affirmations, whoo. I'm done apologizing for asking for what I need. I'm done apologizing for spending time focused on me. Friends, fill this one in on your, on your own. I'm done apologizing for... All right, friends, go have an incredible week. Do the amazing things that I know you're capable of. And remember to like, follow, and share this podcast. If you haven't clicked the follow button yet on wherever you listen to this podcast, make sure you do that. But also take a screenshot of this podcast, share it with folks via text message, via um, social media, whatever platform, but make sure um, that you're helping to spread the word and share it out with others. I certainly would appreciate that. Also, make sure you've got those notifications set up. We drop a new podcast every Monday and you want to make sure you don't miss out. That link in my bio and in the show notes, that'll take you to some freebies. So make sure you're checking that out. And remember, you're fabulous. You're a badass. You've got this, and I'm here for you.